vivacious and delicious listener wherever you are in the world on this fabulous free day yes whatever the day of the week it is wherever you're tuned in from it's always a free day because it's a new day it's a new dawn it's a new way of looking at your life and your ability to lead and succeed and maybe just maybe a new way of discovering what it takes to have a deeply loving relationship Thank you for joining us. My name is Dove Barron, and for the next hour, I'm your host here at the Accidental Guru Radio Show, broadcasting on Telstar Satellite and KWRM 106.9 FM HD3. We're broadcasting out of Seattle, and yes, we have been digitally enhanced for your listening pleasure. We are also broadcasting out around the world on contacttalkradio.com contacttalkradio.com Right now in homes and offices around the world there are folks just like you who are salivating like a rockweiler over a pork chop at the prospect of getting their teeth into some juicy mind meat the kind of juicy mind meat we've got for you here on today's show Do you have friends and family who are dragging their butt through each day looking for a reason to turn off the idiot box and tune into some high-energy, high-value talk radio? Well, go drag them out of their chair or out of bed, and yes, even if it's only the crack of noon wherever you are, nonetheless, go tell them to wrap their ears around our big, beautiful signal and subscribe to the show, because today's show is going to light a fire under their nether regions. Seriously, before you take even another moment, go tell your friends to tune in. And we can begin to unleash the leader within you, and you can begin to have the quality of relationships you've dreamed about, starting right here on the Accidental Guru Radio Show. That being said, every week I get a notice telling me around the world where people are calling in from. Many of you write to me on my blog at DoveBaron.com, on Facebook, on my fan page, on Twitter, and on RadioDove.com to tell me where you're listening in from, and some of you even tell me what you're wearing. So let's greet our friends from around the world, wherever you are in the world. Whatever the time of the day it is, Welcome to our friends listening in from Italy, Italia. Ciao, Bella. It's good to have you here. Thank you for joining us. To our friends listening in from Israel, Shalom Aleichem. From our friends listening in from the Arab parts of the world and parts of the world that speak the Arab languages, Salam Aleichem. And to you, wherever you are, anywhere in the world, 
To all of our listeners around the world, we're honored that you take the time to join us here in the intimate space. From me to all of you, wherever you are, hello, hello, hello. And now on to today's show de jour. It's a little different, and here's why. You and I have had our intimate times, where we keep the lights down low, and we go and look into those places only reserved for someone special, and I thank you for letting me be that someone special. We've had our shows with famous people around the world, famous people around the world have joined us through the wonders of modern technology. But today, as I sit in my I&I studio, I am honored to have my guest right here in the studio with me. My favorite guest of all time is here with me today, and I'll tell you about her in a moment. What I will tell you right off the bat is this. If you have ever sat around wondering if it's actually possible to have a deeply loving, respectful relationship without having to sell a piece of your soul and compromise yourself to death, the next two shows are going to be just for you. Let me ask you. What you think your life would be like if you could, well, eradicate the relational viruses you've had in your relationships. Removing the emotional dis-ease that pollutes just about every relationship you've ever had. How do you feel that would impact the quality of your life as a whole? Listen, your relationships impact everything. Imagine what it would be like to have really juicy relationships. Well, dear one, today you're in for a treat, because today my guest and I are going to take you on a guided tour of the relationship viruses and what you can do to remove them from your relationships. I can assure you that we've got some very juicy morsels for your sophisticated mental, emotional, and relational palate, and we want to give you every last bit of them. As always, today's show promises to titillate your neurons. As you know, for every one of our special meetings here together, I like to wear something special, and many of you have come to relish our time together and have also slipped into something rather lovely for the show. I was looking for that certain something to wear for today's show, and I found a rather lovely ensemble that was both appropriate to the show and to my rather delicious guest. Today, dear listener, I have on my crisp white doctor's coat, because who else would you let look at your viruses? And even though we will be looking at your relational viruses, I have also got my stethoscope around my neck, and to be honest, the purpose of the stethoscope is not to check anyone else's heart rate, but rather my own. Because my partner on today's show de jour is the doctor of love herself. And on top of all that, my yummy guest is in the studio here with me today, and her beauty is quite overwhelming. Her eyes like deep soulful pools that call me like the sirens of myths gone by. And judging by the magnificent, delicious form of her body that is escaping from her doctor's coat... I will have to check my own heartbeat on a regular basis throughout the show. Dear listener, I can tell you that today we want to get you into peak relationship health. Because whether you know it or not, whether you're trying to do it or not, you are always in some kind of relationship. The only question is, what kind of relationship are you in? We're going to try something a little different. 
And of course, we welcome your feedback on that. However, we're going to do the next sh- this show and the next one as part one and part two of our shows on relationship. Throughout these shows, we're going to do our best to give you fabulous, fabulous insights and get you in fabulous relationship shape. Dear listener, by the end of our little jaunt through the folds of your cortex today, it is our intention that you have some powerful tools for recognizing the relationship viruses you've been spreading. And by by the way, uh, these viruses do not require a swab or penicillin. We are talking about we're going to do our very best to removing the emotional, mental viruses from your relationships so that you can have the quality of relationship that you really only dreamed of. I'm going to say it again. I want you to stop treating yourself like you're one of the sheep. As a discerning listener of this show, I want you to know you are a diamond, and I want you to let your light shine for the full value of who you are. You deserve a deeply loving relationship. So right now, stop doing all that crap that distracts you. Sit down, get out a pen, get out a journal, and let's have some you and me time. During the show, we will be solution-oriented. However, of course, as you know, we will always be a large serving of the jolly stuff for you. During the upcoming hour, we will do our very best to assist you in getting the most practical solutions for getting you out of stuck and into massive success action, giving you, of course, the best solid success solutions. Now, let me introduce you to my guest for the next two shows, Renuka Baron. Renuka immigrated to Canada as a 10-year-old child. She came here from a place that, at the time, very few people in this part of the world would have even been able to tell you where it was. Renuka, her mother, father, and four siblings moved to North America from the tropical islands of Fiji. She spent her childhood taking care of her siblings and doing many of the things that immigrant families do to just get by. When she finished high school, she went on to take a post-secondary education and eventually entered into the field of dentistry, before entering, that is, into the field of personal development. After completing her practicum in counseling in 2004, Renuka became my business partner, co-facilitator of the Quantum Soulmates programs. Renuka is known in the workshop world as the laser beam. Her ability to hone in on what someone's block is and go to the core of it is the stuff legends are made of. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together and help me welcome the lovely, the delicious, the brilliant, the inspiring woman of my dreams, my co-facilitator, my partner in business, and my partner in life, the woman I still drool after. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome Renuka Barron. Yes, indeed. The crowd goes wild, Renuka. Good morning, Dov. Good morning. As always, Renuka, our listeners are going to be waiting with bated breath to take in all of your success nuggets that you're going to share over the next hour. I'm very honored to have you join us here in the intimate space. So let's start off by getting to know some of your intimate bits. In the tradition of the show, Renuka, how about you share with our listener something that most people wouldn't know about you? (laughs) <laughs> I thought I've already shared that with you. Well, you've got to find a new one. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. I should have thought about this. I thought the one that I had last time would be good enough. Uh, what they wouldn't know about me is, you know how most 
women, well, I, I shouldn't say most, a lot of women love shoes and love shoe shopping. And I'm uh, not Hold on one a second, of, <laughs> is this about you or about me? <laughs> most women and you love shoes. <laughs> anyway, I am one of those women that does not. I prefer, I prefer my running shoes with my lingerie. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good look. Yeah, let's you just know. only look from the ankles up, Doc. <laughs> That's <look> right. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that delicious piece of information. <laughs> yes, after that introduction, you know, I had to throw in a, a ratchet in there. Just yeah, yeah, to... <laughs> I was talking about how I drool after you. Exactly. And now you're talking about running shoes with lingerie. Yeah, you know, I don't want people to think I'm all that. <laughs> Like I said, we all have our own ensembles. Well, today we're we're here today, and we're going to, as as we talked, as I talked about in the intro, this is going to be a two part show in which we're going to be talking about. Oops, we're going to be talking about relationship viruses, and we're going to do this over two shows, and we'll see where we go with this, um, because as you know, this is a big piece of what we teach in our program quantum soulmates, whether it's the singles or the couples. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is because, I, you know, as we've taught this over the years, one of the things that's become really evident to me is how sort of well, viral, actually, these viruses are. I mean, how they seem to be in so many people's relationships and they don't even think about them until we bring it up, right? Well, right. And, and quite often the viruses that we're going to be discussing – it, and some other ones that you may even think of that we don't bring up today, um, they are accepted and almost ex, uh, expected in relationships. You know, when I yeah. see and hear other people talking about relationships or see uh, relationship movies or, or TV shows, uh, these things pop up and it's almost expected uh, mm-hmm. uh, to be part of a relationship. Yeah, so the kind of uh, the relationships become uh, infected with these re- what we call relational viruses, and I'll, we'll explain that to you as we go along in a moment. Um, but they became they become kind of expected to be in there, right? They just seem to be what people expect to find in a relationship, and they never. So, so when we bring them up, it, it oftentimes people are kind of surprised. They well, yeah, but you know, is that a problem? Well, they they kind of know. It's not a good thing, but, you know, not really willing to to deal with it or not have it in their relationship. Right. Because that's the real option. Yeah. So, so, so they feel like, well, I have to have this virus or I can't have a relationship. Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Okay. So, so why don't you kick us off? Talk about one of the, the very first ones that shows up in relationship. Tell us one of the relationship viruses. And I just, again, I'm going to just say, the relationship virus obviously is, doesn't, is never going to get cured with penicillin. But what, what does it, let's start off with this, actually, before we even go into one. What does it mean? What does it mean to have a relationship virus? If it's a virus in a relationship, what is it doing? Well, it's obviously attacking the relationship and reducing reducing the health of the relationship. So making it Ill, if it were right, uh, so yeah. it it actually reduces or compromises the relationship from being its absolute best. Right, so that's what a virus does. I mean, in a medical term, a virus it, it attacks the system, degrades the system, and 
makes the makes the person in the, in that case unhealthy. So a relationship virus attacks the system of the relationship, degrades the quality of the relationship, and makes the relationship unhealthy. That's right. Good. Okay. So so kick us off. Tell tell us the first one. Well, the very first one that we discuss is scorekeeping, and this. The scorekeeping that we're talking about, you know, can be very, very small things that eventually lead to much bigger things. Uh, so it can be like leaving the toilet seat up. If you're a guy and a girl uh, um, just holds that in, discusses it with their friends. Right. Um, and even even though she doesn't discuss it with her partner, you know, she holds that against him. Right, Does that make school. sense? Yeah. Or toilet pa- paper, uh, you know, not so, putting the toilet so paper in the It could be something very hole. small. Yes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to come back to that. We've got to take a com- our first commercial break. Oh, okay. And I want to come back to scorekeeping because I think that's a very important one because it actually works in the positive and in the negative, and, and uh, I'll explain that to you in a moment. So let's take a commercial break, and we'll be back in a moment. Contact Talk Radio has strived to be well-connected. Everything from the internet to your cell phone, and now Twitter. Yes, you too can find Contact Talk Radio on Twitter. Go to twitter.com backslash CTR network and get connected to what matters to you. Don't listen to this. Unless you want more money. People have all kinds of ridiculous ideas about what it takes to achieve vast amounts of wealth and success. Consistently, those ideas are dead wrong. Think about it. What you've been told about creating wealth has likely been from those who did not, do not, or ever like that you have it. In his book, Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, Dov Barron collapses your old money myths and shows you how to tap into your unique value, even if you don't know what it is yet. As you turn each page of this book, Dov Barron will walk you through a process that will have them banging down your door to give you money. Don't read this unless you want more money. Subconscious Tactics of the Truly Affluent is a guaranteed bestseller you'll want to buy for friends and read over and over again. Go to www.don'treadthisbook.com forward slash money to get your copy today. Hi, welcome back. This is Dov Barron, host of The Accidental Guru, and I'm here today with my business partner, my life partner, and the co-facilitator of Quantum Soulmates, and we're here today talking with my guest, Renuka Barron, about relationship viruses, these these behaviors and ways of thinking that we have that attack our relationships, that attack the very body of our relationships and compromise our relationships and really make them unhealthy. And what we were talking about before the break was one of the first ones on there was scorekeeping. And, and again, we what I started out by saying was that we get to this place of actually thinking that we can't have a relationship without having these viruses in place. And actually, we don't have to have them. And the first one we talked about was scorekeeping. And one of the things Renuka was saying is, is catching something, having something that bothers you, and then holding it in and discussing it with another person, but not with your partner as a way to hold school. That's right. Okay. So, so one of the things I wanted to come back on that was... 
scorekeeping kind of goes both ways. And, and what I see with that is um, I hear partners who say, well, I'll do this for you, but you got to do that for me. You know, it's as yes, an account. An, as an exchange of service. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> it's not quite the way I was going, but thank you. Yes, but exchanging, uh, um, you know, things that they would do for, like like going to, the to visit your mom. <laughs> that seems to be a very popular one. If I have to go there, you'll have to do this for me. Right. Or you'll have to, you know, do something for me. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let's, I mean, I think that most people can recognize... If they are scorekeeping, what, what do you think is the impact of that? When somebody's doing that scorekeeping, how does that impact the quality of their relationship? Well, again, you know, it, it because this is a virus, as we mentioned before the break, it deteriorates the quality of the real relationship. It um, makes it unhealthy, certainly the start of it. You know, it would be like... Um, not dealing with a health issue that you may have and just ignoring it and it just gets worse and you make it worse by bringing it up and bringing it up with other people and not really dealing with the core issue. Right. And I think that one of the things that happens with with scorekeeping too is that inevitably that score has to be counted. And so there's usually some blowout event happens, some fight, and then... Well, I went to your mother's with you, and I was went shopping with you, and I, you know, and there's this list. Well, it's so funny that uh, we're so good at at remembering that kind of a list, that history, um, and yet if we go to the grocery store and we <laughs> forgot the list we wrote ten minutes ago, we are unable to recall it. But that type of impact that that emotional history has when you allow it into your relationship is is a very very rampant yeah and that's what i was saying before about it can be positive or negative so it can be you know you you paid me off by keeping the toilet seat up and you keep doing it but it could also be i did something nice for you but it's still scorekeeping and it's still still a virus and it does damage yes and and you know it it can be you know like you said i did something nice for you so you uh gave an unexpected gift like a a card, an appreciation card, and Mm -hmm. wanting something in return in the future and expecting it. So, you know, that is, even though they, you may not think that's a virus, it's a virus. Yeah. So you you even tell yourself, well, I did something nice for this person, but that's not giving. No. That's a medium of exchange that, you know, it's it's not giving. It's giving is a gift, and this is not a gift. It's like, I'll give you this, but you've got to pay me later. <laughs> scorekeeping. Okay. So another one of, another one of the viruses um, that we really see is, again, rampant, is fault finding. Looking at your partner uh, with the intention of finding something wrong with them. And do you, do you hear where I'm going right with this? That, you know, the, 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 you're, you're with your partner and, and maybe they're doing everything right, but you have got to find things wrong with them, you know. And, and, and the thing about fault finding is, is this, is it, the way I address this in the workshops is when you're fault finding, what are you really doing? And, and the answer to me is what you're really doing is you're proving why you're right. Well, isn't that what we all do? 
Well, of course. I mean, we're all you know very busy trying to be right. But in a primary relationship, if you're fault finding, you're actually it's a driving force. Let me find out. You know, so it becomes here's why I'm better than you in this relationship. Well, maybe we could give some some examples here just so that people can understand what that means. Go ahead. So, for example, um, I'm just trying to think of how I've found fault in you before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are some? <laughs> yes, there are. Uh, oh, I know. Okay, let's use you for an example. Um, there's, we have several agreements around how we do things in our home. And yeah. one of them is that when I have a shower, I must close the curtain because the shower curtain, because it bugs you yep. uh, uh, when you have to do your business and you <laughs> don't like the shower curtain open. Now, uh, we have had this agreement for many, many years, but um, if I have forgotten to close the shower curtain uh, you know one time mm -hmm. your uh, possible objection would be can you please remember to do that it's sure. like it becomes always yeah, yeah. oh and, you you don't remember to do it yeah and and that is that is fault finding you're absolutely right um, and one of the things one of the other viruses actually that comes out of that is the languaging of always and never which is a definite relationship virus. It, it when you know you never do this. You're always doing that. And one thing I want you to really think about when you think about this relationship virus of the always and never virus is is that true? I mean, really think about it. So you know you're complaining that your partner never is romantic with you. Let's use that one. You're just never romantic. Well, is that true? As this person never ever ever not one single time ever been romantic with you because if that's your complaint and if that is in fact true what the hell are you doing in the relationship if you wanted romance and it was never ever there what what were you hanging around for what were you doing so the chances are that, that, that that's not true the chances are that this person can be so it's just a really great thing to do for yourself is to remove the always and never and respond to the moment, respond to what's going on in the present will actually help you to remove that virus from your relationship by becoming very present with what's going on in the relationship rather than in history. Because again, a lot of these things you'll find they tie together because then it becomes part of history and scorekeeping. Got another one for us? Why do you want to jump in on that one? Well, uh, no, I think that's pretty pretty clear. Okay. The next virus that we're going to get vaccinated for. <laughs> ben Nova. Because I've got my nurse's outfit on. Oh, thank you for sharing with us. my listener. vaccination kit ready. And, she's, and, of course, with the nurse's outfit, what footwear? Sparkly white running shoes. <laughs> 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 no, oh, so sexy. <laughs> hey, they are. <laughs> and above all, they're very comfortable. <laughs> okay, next relationship virus is my way or no way. We need to do this my way, dog. What? The show. Okay. 
Can't do it my way, you're out. <laughs> Apparently, this is going to become the accidental guru S. <laughs> yeah, my way, my way or the highway, no, my way or no way. Um, <clears throat> I see that a lot, right? I mean, that's a lot of where people get to. Well, and, and it kind of ties in with the fault finding. If it's not going to be my way, then you can always do your best to create that list. Mm-hmm. So the scorekeeping and find the fault. So it's, it just goes hand in hand. It's just like a big marriage of virus. Yeah. The interesting thing I find about my way or the highway is, is the presupposition. What does it presuppose? And, and obviously, if it's my way or no way, then the presupposition is it presupposes that your way is better, better and the right way. Yes. Right. So, you know, and one of the things we talk about this in, in the workshop is uh, if you think about that and you think about some of the eating traditions around the world. So if you're sitting at having dinner in a fine English manner with the English folks and serving dinner today, the way you would hold your knife and fork, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> would, yes. would be you must always hold the fork in the left hand right <laughs> and and the knife in the right hand dear and and you know the way you would eat that's the right way to eat now if you're in actually in North America and you're eating a piece of steak, you actually hold the the knife and fork how well, you'd hold the fork in the left hand and the knife in the right hand only for cutting, yeah, usually. And, and then they change over. <laughs> Unless, of course, you ha- you've had some... Uh, English training. <laughs> some English training. <laughs> some proper English training. Right. And seeing as both of us were educated by the English, right, because we, neither of us were born here. So... <laughs> <laughs> well... I would just eat it with my hands. <laughs> right. But, there, but then that's another one, right? So there's Fiji. Right, so that's an example of my way or no way. Is each one of us are operating at it as if our way is the way, mm-hmm. and what it doesn't take into consideration is that's just because you're trained that way. You got trained in your childhood that way, and, and of course, it's you know we're talking about the example of eating, but it could be anything. It can be anything in your relationship. How do you know your way is the right way? Well. You know it because you're familiar with it. You you like it. You got used to it. But it doesn't mean it's the best way. Well, it means that it might be the best way for you. And if you're absolutely not willing to look at any other ways, then you're being very closed-minded mm-hmm. and uh, not open to learning new things. So it is, um, you know, the my way or the no way is really not a good place for anybody who actually wants to be in relationship. It's it's one virus they absolutely have to dump immediately. Okay, so so let's let's stay with this for a minute because this is good. Um, so we've got this couple in front of us, of course, the fictitious couple. But this couple in front of us, and um, he's absolutely certain about his way. She's absolutely certain about her way, and they're not in agreement, right? So there's definitely a conflict about their way, let's say, of uh, cleaning up the kitchen, okay? Because I think that one's a fairly common uh, one. So how do they get to, how would we tell them to get to a place of when one way isn't right? You know, because one of the things that, that, you know, you and I talk about, and we talked about it on our last, last time we did a broadcast together, 
was that we're not about compromise. So we're not looking for a compromise here. We're looking for a way that honors him and honors her fully equally without either of them feeling like, you know, I had to suck it up here and I had to compromise to sell a piece of my soul so the dishes got done. Right. Right. So so how would walk us through a little bit, because you're such an expert at, at guiding people in these ways. Well, first of all, I would ask them, how important is this? How important is doing the dishes a certain way? Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, <laughs> I just recall that because uh, it's weird that um, I've chosen that one because my dad actually never, ever did any dishes for as long as I can remember. And then all of a sudden, after he retired, he was doing dishes all the time. <laughs> and and it was like a surgical procedure for him. And <laughs> I just remember that about him. And he, he became very diligent about the way dishes were done. And, and it, of course, nobody could do it as good as him. So, you know, what we did was just let him do it. <laughs> let him do it his own uh, own way. And that was our solution in the family. Now, when you're a couple and and do you have this dishwashing issue? Right. right? This is, or whatever. Example. Exactly. Right. Where, you know, you're, you want it done a certain way and your partner wants it done a different certain way. Yeah. My suge- my question first to the couple would be, how important is this? How important is this in your relationship that it has to be this way? Okay. And of so- course, they, uh, you know, then they would actually have to think about that. Yeah, is this th- really about the the dishes? Right. And I think that some people would say it's you know, it's very important. You know, this is you know for whatever their reasons are. Right. But I, I think that the, I think that people answer it's important because they're looking at the thing. Right. And what you're ask, actually asking, I believe, anyway, what you're asking is, how important is this to you as a person and to the relationship, right? Because otherwise, it's how important is it for you to be right about this? And I think that's what most people are responding to. Right. So how important is this to your relationship? So, uh, you know, let's just say that they they say it's really important. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, would this work for you that you do the dishes your way one day and, you know, the partner the next day their way? Right. And if they say, no, it has to be my way, that would be an indication to me that that person really doesn't want that other person's input in their life. Right. So we would have to go down the road of, you know, what what is it that you like about your partner? What, why do you want to be in a relationship with this partner if you're not willing to share responsibilities and willing to, to do it your way and have her do her thing her way or right. vice versa? Yeah. And, and I think you're right. You know, it's, it's one of the things that you and I know because of the work that we do that we see so much is that you're never fighting about what you're fighting about. They're always fighting about something else. So, you know, there's the surface issue about the way we do the dishes. But what is that really about? What is actually really going on? And it's about something else. There's something deeper than that. And it's like, like you just said, if you're not willing to find a way to make it work for both people and to expand your, your experience of life, in, even in the way you do dishes, then really are you saying at some level you don't want to be in relationship? There's something re- really worth looking at in there, and I think that's a really great insight for you. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that it it it's so important to realize 
that you might not be fighting about what you're fighting about is there's likely another issue underneath that that's well worth examining. And again, I don't think people do that. I think they go, okay, well, I'll just compromise, suck it up, compromise, and then you've got this massive amount of resentment again that's building up. All right, so let's let's stay with it. Um, I, I want to just do, I want to just touch on this 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 next virus, which I see all the time, and I see it particularly in in couples who've been together for uh, a long time, and that is focusing on the superficial or trivial uh, topics. And we'll go, well, hey, you know, is that really a virus? It is. Honestly, it's a virus. It actually eats away at the relationship because you never get to deal with anything. And, and we see this a lot with a lot of couples. They just, you know, they talk about the weather. They talk about what's on telly. Uh, they talk about things that don't actually bring it back to them or to the relationship or to the quality of the relationship or to what they genuinely appreciate or have concerns with with their partner. They never go there as an act of, uh, a false act at least, of safety. So, so it's some way to try and not get into it, not get into uh, the potential for a fight. Can you can you sort of feed in about how you see that how that shows up about the this trivial subject superficial chatter that goes on in relationships? Well, you know, I think most of our chatter is quite trivial and superficial, you know, a lot of the times. Um most people's. Yes, mo- right. that's and that, and that's what I mean. You know, we talk about things that aren't really that important, and then get fixated on them. Mm-hmm. And it could be even you know chatter about other people, like you know, gossiping, small, gossiping, right. and, and then getting focused on it. And I know that you know in our both of our families, you know, we have a bit of that in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens around there. It's it could be just around family, or it could just be around other people that they know, and uh, it's uh, it's it fills the time. Let's right. just put it that way. I think that people stay focused on the superficial and the trivial for one simple reason, and that is that it's a great way to avoid actually looking at their relationship, and that's the reason that people are doing that. They're not because they don't that way. They don't have to deal with anything. They don't have to deal with the relationship. Okay, we're coming up to another break, and we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back. Uh, this is Dove Barron, host of The Accidental Guru, with my guest, Renuka Barron, co-facilitator of Quantum Soulmates. We'll see you in just a moment. Listen to this. Unless you want more money. People have all kinds of ridiculous ideas about what it takes to achieve vast amounts of wealth and success. Consistently, those ideas are dead wrong. Think about it. What you've been told about creating wealth has likely been from those who did not, do not, or ever likely to have it. In his book, Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, Dov Barrett collapses your old money myths and shows you how to tap into your unique value even if you don't know what it is yet. As you turn each page of this book, Dov Barron will walk you through a process that will have them banging down your door to give you money. 
Don't read this. Unless you want more money, Subconscious Tactics of the Truly Affluent is a guaranteed bestseller you'll want to buy for friends and read over and over again. Go to www.don'treadthisbook.com forward slash money. Get your copy today. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then, before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the hosts and for others. Welcome back. This is Dov Barron, host of the Accidental Guru Radio Show. I'm here today with my guest, Renuka Barron, and we're discussing really about how to have this high-quality relationship, what does it take, and what we're doing is we're looking at some of the things that may be eaten away at the relationships in a very unconscious way, things that really get to a relationship and, and, and damage and destroy and undermine it and actually make it unhealthy, and what those things are uh, relationship viruses, and we're kind of working our way down a shopping list of some of those viruses and how they impact your relationship and what you can do about them, and maybe even, first of all, to even recognize. Half the time when we've got a virus, we don't even know we've got it. So we're looking at how you can recognize the viruses and how you can clear those emotional, relational viruses out. So thanks for being with us, Renuka. Um, go, go to another one for us, would you? Well, another relationship virus is is actually not forgiving your partner for something that they have apologized to you for. Mm. Now, you know, this is a tricky one for me because <clears throat> perhaps, you know, your listeners could could be kind of like me in the way that if uh, if I've been hurt by something that you've done or said and I'm not quite ready to actually hear an apology because I'm still too busy being hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've apologized, and I, you know, I, I just haven't been able to take that apology in. That is different than not forgiving. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 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 so I, I just want to be on the other side of that. So, for the listeners listening into that, they'd say, "Okay, well, what's the difference?" Well, the difference is the, the difference is you know um, for me I just need a little bit of time to just to sort out what's happened and and discover what's really happening for me you know how did that hurt me right how, you know so not that that I just got hurt right um, and of course we're talking about emotional hurt not physical hurt yeah of course although you know if it's we can't go into the physical hurt part. No, because it's something else again. Yes, so so I just need to discover what that uh, what that hurt is for me. What you know, maybe it's rooted somewhere else, and maybe I'm could be making it into something it's not, or just you know a little bit of expansion for myself. And I and so when if you've come up to me immediately, uh, if you've discovered that somehow you've hurt me and, and I'm not ready to hear it, you know, I'm just not really prepared to listen mm-hmm. because I'm still too busy sorting things out for myself. And that's and that is why I request time. 
I just right. need some time to myself. And then, I, you know, when I'm ready, I can approach you and then you can um, apologize in a way that is appropriate to that situation. Right. Now, just saying, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I hurt you. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, just can't you just forgive me? I'm sick and tired of apologizing <laughs> for the same thing. You know, that right. kind of that is not that is not a real apology. Yeah, and of course, in our program, we teach what's called a five-step apology um, because there is actually a very good way to apologize. I mean, I, I, I know for me, one of the great... Uh, is if somebody apologizes to me in a very unmeaningful way, in a way that is... Uh, you know, just doesn't have that level of uh, integrity to it. Yes, and so, you know... So if the apology isn't delivered in a way that is needed, of course there's not going to be any forgiving. No, absolutely not. But this is, you know, we're talking about somebody apologizing genuinely, genuinely and yeah. the other partner not forgiving, and then, of course, holding it as a score. Yeah, so I was going to say, so we go back to scorekeeping, right? And fault. So it becomes <laughs> back to fault finding and scorekeeping. It's all part of the same thing. Yes. I mean, all these viruses have a way to connect with each other. They feed on each other. And that's why we really want to make this clear to you. That's why we wanted to share this in the show today is because they're all connected to each other. Um, and, and one of the things you were saying there that I think is a very important point around, around forgiving is, yeah, you may not be ready, but part of what makes you not ready is you are willing to go away and look at the deeper understanding of that rather than staying superficial with it. So what might, what might have really been happening for you, right? Yes, why Why would something, why would, you know, let's say something silly like, oh, why would you not opening a door for me be hurtful? Mm-hmm. Right. So let's just, let's just do a quick review of some of, the, some of the ones we've done. I think we've got time for a few more, but I just want to do a quick, we've talked about scorekeeping and the danger of scorekeeping, whether that scorekeeping is positive or negative, as in, you know, you, you, you do this, you do that. Um, I did this for you, and now you have to do that for me. Then we talked about fault finding, you know, which is really about um, is actually a, a way to sabotage a relationship. Fault finding is a way to 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 undermine the relationship in every possible way. Then we looked at uh, my way or no way, which is really about the need to be right, which of course is the greatest ego piece of paper there is. Um, it's about, and it's also about. Overpowering and control. Yeah, it's control. Very good. And then we looked at the the dangers of focusing on the superficial, the trivial. And, and what I was saying about that is that really that's just a way to avoid actually dealing with whatever it is that is going on in your relationship. And then we looked at not forgiving, not being willing to forgive, which, of course, as we said, loops back into scorekeeping, finding fault. You know, it's all feeding into everything. Yes, it's all connected, and it actually leads into the into the next one, which is uh, you get to if you if you don't forgive somebody, you get to be a victim. Right. You get to be a victim of that situation of that behavior. So one of the the horrible relationship viruses is playing the victim, uh, also playing the martyr. You know, I always have to do this. Well, if it wasn't for me, you know. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> playing the martyr, playing the victim, or playing inadequate, which is another side. So these are three pieces of one virus. They're playing inadequate, uh, playing the victim, playing the martyr. Inadequate is uh, 
I'll never be as good as you, uh, you know. Or as pretty as you, or, or as fit as you. Or as slim as you. Or, or as, as tall as her. Or, or, or as intelligent as you, or, you know, or, or you know. Or, make as, or as dark as him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that one's true. Not. Um, but, but ways of undermining yourself in the relationship. It's a horrible virus it is, is, you know, uh, falsely pedestalizing your partner, making your partner so great that you can never come up to it, which is this playing inadequacy. And you know what's funny is that I actually see this often yeah. uh, in uh, the female uh, partners that they don't feel like they'll be as smart as their partner in a certain way or as... Um, disciplined when it comes to food and fitness mm-hmm. and their partner um you know these and and they become quite um an undercurrent um feeling in the relationship because it's always running i'll never be as good as i'll never be as disciplined as i'll never be as smart as uh him and uh it is it is very, very unempowering to a lot of women. Yeah, and you know the interesting thing about that is that, of course, it, it's not just not just women. You're right; a lot of women do it. Uh, yeah, I was just using that just because I get to hear that a lot from women. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things is, um, it, it is whenever we're measuring ourselves against someone else, we're always going to get into trouble. And and it's you know, again, you know, this this. If, feeling inadequate, making somebody else better than you that you're in a relationship with, certainly never going to create a relationship of equals. It's just never going to happen. And playing the martyr and the victim um, is just a horrible, horrible virus. And what I mean by, the, by playing the martyr and the victim is is just this, um, you know, well, I, you know, if I, I do the laundry and I always have to do the laundry, you know, but I do that because, you know, I... I I'm really committed to this relationship, and I'm going to make sure that we've always got clean clothes. What the hell's that going to do with anything? Right? It's just playing this bloody martyr. You know, uh, well, if I don't cook, we'll never eat. Well, if I don't clean, we'll, the place will always be dirty. Well, then let it get dirty and let him, her, go hungry. So what? You don't have to do anything. You're either you're either doing it because you choose to do it, or you're not. And if you're not, you're doing it because you're actually scorekeeping. So it goes back right there. And, and if you're the victim, if you're playing the victim in a relationship, um, either you are really not looking at your partner at all in the sense positively in that they've got all kinds of great things and you're just not paying attention to them, or you're not looking at them at all in, in the sense that they've got some really rotten things and you're never stepping up to, to deal with them. Right? Right. So these are fundamental viruses that happen in in relationship. I want to cover one quick one very quickly. We can't go there for too long because we are already coming up to the top of the hour. Time's flown, huh? Flown by. All right. It's just going quick. It's been great having you here, by the way. Thank you. It's really great. But the one last virus that I'm going to talk about on today's show, there's way more, but the one we're going to talk about on today's show is getting too comfortable. Getting too comfortable in your relationship, you know, we just see that as a horrible virus that really causes a lot of damage. 
if you get too comfortable, you stop paying attention. If you get too comfortable, you start taking your partner for granted. If you get too comfortable, you start taking yourself for granted. If you get too comfortable, you're always wearing running shoes and never wearing the high heels. If you get too comfortable, <laughs> uh, if you get On special location, yeah, of course. <laughs> if you get too comfortable, you don't appreciate. The relationship, the quality of the relationship, what it brings to you. You don't appreciate yourself. You don't appreciate your partner. If you get too comfortable, you don't, you stop growing. You stop challenging yourself to be better, do better, have more quality in your relationship. I really want to challenge you as we come to the end of the show to really take a look at where you might be too comfortable to take a look at what viruses you might have in place and what you can do about them. As a final message that we would like to live you actually I'm gonna ask for Nuka, as a final message of of this show, what what would you like to say to our listener about viruses and, and actually about getting too comfortable? Well <laughs> I would like to give you an image. Just think of too comfortable in your relationship um, as the couch potato. Mm-hmm. So when you are too comfortable in a, in your relationship, meaning that you just you're just not willing to do anything to make the relationship grow, you are the couch potato. Uh, you lay on the couch and expect things to happen for you, or don't expect perhaps, but you're just not willing to do anything to to make things better, to improve your relationship, to honor your relationship. And what I can offer you as an alternative image is one, a growing relationship is like the perfect uh, concierge. Right. Is one that is willing to take that relationship as the relationship being the guest arriving and and give it what it needs in order to grow. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you here. Dear listener, remember you can find us on iTunes and on RadioDove.com where you can click on the show info and you can leave your comments and feedback about this show or any of our shows. Remember to tell your friends to wrap their ears around our big, beautiful signal and subscribe to the show. Next week, as I mentioned, my guest will once again be the amazing lady, Renuka Barron as we take you further and a little deeper into relationship heaven. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank my wonderful producer, Rebecca, and the entire team here at the Accidental Guru Radio Show. Of course, as always, my special thanks to you. Thanks for being part of our little family and a global movement. Keep telling your friends to tune in and get all the jolly, jolly, solid success solutions. This is Dove Barron saying... Remember to go and share something you've learned on our show today with someone else because when you share it, you learn it at a deeper level. Remember, you're a diamond. Let your light shine. It is my belief that each one of you is unique. There isn't another one of you on the planet, and no one has the right to tell you you're less than magnificent. You deserve to live an affluent life, a life full of love with incredible relationships. Until next time, this is Dove Barron, host of The Accidental Guru, saying thank you for making my world each week a little better. See you soon. Same time, same place, same channel. It is my belief that each one of you is unique. 
There isn't another one of you on the planet. And no one has the right to tell you you're less than You've been listening to The Accidental Guru with Dov Barron. Join us again next week when Dov will be giving you the competitive edge without losing your soul. Same time, same place, same channel. On behalf of Dov Barron, remember, take yourself and life like a shot of tequila. Straight up, live with courage, follow your passion, and stay real.